0: Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 Ninth Avenue, just across from the Dillon Graysville. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., we hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God. This
1: program has been paid for by the Liberty Baptist Church, and the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily held by this station or any of its affiliates, but they just happen to be 100% right. Thank you so much, folks, for listening today. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry of the Liberty Baptist Church, and just so excited today. Today, we are celebrating four years at Liberty Baptist Church. It is hard to believe it has been four years, but man, it has gone by fast. And I tell you, I have enjoyed pastoring Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. And we're going to have a special day today. I hope you can come out and visit us for our 11 o'clock service. And we would love to have you today. The Lord has been good to us. Just four years ago, I did not know uh, any of the people they are in our church now, and uh, it's now I feel like I've known them my whole life. They are, uh, we are a family, and uh, I th- I just want to thank all of them for being faithful over these last few years and what a encouragement they've been to me. I tell you, I love preaching for our church every Sunday and Wednesday. Boy, I just I come fired up, ready to go. And they have just been such an encouragement. They keep me fired up, keep me motivated. And thank you so much, uh, members of Liberty Baptist Church, for your faithfulness, and you have been a blessing more than you will ever know. And uh, today, uh, we are glad to be here, and I've got a, had a couple jokes sent to me I want to share with you. Uh, one of them says a pastor' search committee inquired of a prospective preacher. Why did you leave your last church, they asked. He replied, sickness and fatigue. The church members were sick of me and I was tired of being their pastor. Well, I imagine there's probably been a few church members felt that way and a few pastors probably. But today I am uh, excited, of course, Anniversary Sunday, but I'm also a little fired up. Um, Unfortunately, Uh, Our country just keeps on going downhill. But you know what? Thank God for people out there who, uh, I guess, remind us that there are still those out there who are uh, standing for right, who are faithful. And I want to just thank God this morning for Kim Davis from Kentucky, who rebelled against a perverted government. Thankfully, Tuesday, she was released from jail, but uh, she had been in jail for five days in America. We had someone who went to jail for five days because they did what was right. They, you know, had a conscience. They took a stand for right, and they went to jail. I think it'd be a good idea just to maybe name the judge that put her in jail. Judge David L. Bunning is the name of the judge that put her in jail. And remember that. And I know uh, none of you live in Kentucky, but if you did. Uh, you ought to vote that guy out so fast it would make his head swim. But unfortunately, uh, you know, our Supreme Court, I mean, totally overstepped its bounds this year, made a perverted law that made no sense at all. And I'd like to just take this time to name the judges who voted in favor of this law that ultimately got a Christian woman thrown in jail for just doing right. And uh, that's the names of those judges are Justice Anthony M. Kennedy, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, Justice Stephen G. Breyer, and Justice Alina Kagan. All of them uh, voted for this goofed-up law. And unfortunately, those are lifetime appointed positions and we are not able to vote them out. And that is a tragedy that we cannot do that. They should be impeached. I know that can be done, but it will not likely be done by those who are running our country, they have not got the guts. But thank God, uh, there was Justice Clarence Thomas, Justice Antonin Scalia, and Chief Justice John Roberts, who you never know which way that guy is going to go. He's uh, sailed us down the river a few times, especially in the healthcare law, and Justice Samuel A. Alito Jr. Uh, thank God, those guys did the right thing. But we just needed one more, and nobody came through. And uh, what a tragedy! That, that is, but um, you know, thankfully they got, she got out. I want to point out the fact too. Uh, you know, I I haven't decided for sure who I'm voting for in the primaries, uh, but um, I like what uh, Mike Huckabee and Ted Cruz those guys went down there, stood for this lady, and I like Mike Huckabee said, if you have to put someone in jail, I volunteer to go. Let me go. Lock me up if you think that's how freedom is best served. Huckabee said. Because, folks, I am willing to spend the next eight years in the White House leading in this country, but I want you to know I am willing to spend the next eight years in jail, but I am not willing to spend the next years in tyranny under people who think they can take our freedom and conscience away. And thank thank God that uh, somebody's standing up for this lady. And uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, he was also there. Um, but uh, the one that I was wondering where he was at is Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. Now, I'm just going to admit, I've kind of been pulling for him, but uh, I don't know where he was at. I mean, this was a woman from his own state sitting in jail because of her religious beliefs, and he didn't have anything to say about it. And I don't like a lot of what the libertarian-type candidates stand for. I don't trust Republicans as far as I can throw them. Uh, And I thought maybe those guys were better, but I don't know. Apparently, uh, maybe he doesn't have a huge problem with someone's religious freedom being violated. And so I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. And he really hurt his chances right there. And you know what? He was doing really good in the polls. And now he's really tanking. He's going way down. And I think it's because uh, he's just been compromising a little too much. And I think you do better when you take a stand. And honestly, I don't know where he's at on this. He might be for her, but I I didn't see him anywhere. I haven't heard anything from him. And uh, I think he definitely should have been more vocal on this issue. This was someone from his state. A Democrat, in fact, from his state. But you know what? Who cares? She was right in what she was doing. And so I could care less what party she's from. And uh, I thank God that she did that. And I thank God that she overcame them. And that just happens to be what I'm wanting to talk to you about today about being an overcomer. An overcomer, that is a I mean that is a good word for a Christian. And we're not going to read through all of Revelation chapter 2 and 3, but Jesus has given a message to the seven churches there and every one of those churches he uses the word, you know, to him that overcometh. He wants them to overcome some things. And I just want to tell you that this this last week and a half or so is just a reminder of some of the dark days that are coming our way. We shouldn't be surprised, really, to see a Christian person thrown in jail because of their beliefs. I mean, th- that type of thing goes on all over the world. Christians are being put to death all over the world. And it's only a matter of time before it comes to America. And I know that's tough for people to accept, but... It is coming. We're already see them being put in jail, and so it's just a matter of time. We're we're going downhill unless there's a great revival. But Matthew ten twenty seven says, "What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light; and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops." Okay, we're supposed to be very vocal about what we believe. Everyone's trying to tell us be quiet, you know, don't be public about it. But Jesus said, "Preach it on the housetops." He says, "And fear not them which kill the body." But are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus said, "Don't fear people, that can kill your body. You know, don't fear people, that can throw you in jail." Okay? Luke twenty one sixteen, and ye shall be betrayed by both by parents and brethren and kinsfolks and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not an hair of your head perish, and your patience possess ye your souls. Now, wait a minute. He just said some of you are going to be put to death, but he said not a hair of your head would perish. What's he talking about? Well, here's the thing. They can put us to death, but they cannot touch our soul. And he's just telling them, you know, don't fear people that can hurt your body. And I want to tell you that Kim Davis, she overcame our perverted government When she was thrown in jail, not when she got out of jail, she overcame them when she got thrown in jail. You know why? Because she did the right thing in spite of what they were able to do to her and in spite of what they did to her. Overcoming is not you getting the victory and getting your way. It's you not letting them allow you to sin. And you know, I mean, said obviously some horrible laws have been made in our country. But thank God there are some people like her that have stood up against them. You know, one thing that just kind of saddens me about this whole thing is how come she's the only one? Why aren't there many, you know, clerks that are circuit clerks that are doing this type of thing? Why did the sheriff take her to jail? I believe he should have refused that order. I'd like to get his name and read his name. He should have refused to take her to jail. We don't have to listen to. To these type of laws, You're like, but wait a minute, they can put us in jail. You know, they can kill us. Yes, they can. But you know what? We need to overcome them. We overcome them by doing the right thing. And you know what? If we would actually take a stand and just say, "Go ahead, bring it, throw me in jail, kill me," I don't know if they have the guts to do it. And because I, I notice they don't seem to bother Muslims very much. I wonder if that's because Muslims don't back down. I wonder if it's because they will die for their faith. Maybe that's why they leave them alone. But Christians, we cower, we, you know, we lay down in a fetal position in a corner, and we give up so easy. Maybe that's why they keep coming at us, and they won't touch Muslim issues with a 10-foot pole. I think if we stood up against them, they wouldn't do it. And after the outcry and everything of her being in jail, the judge, you know, he whimped out and let her out of jail, which is what he should have done. He never should have put her in there. But I think if Christians just flat out rebelled against this type of tyranny that's going on, I think they would back down. And even if they didn't, even if they killed us, we still won. They did not get us to sin. But uh, we, need to, we need to support these people that are doing this type of thing. You know, John 16, 1 says, These things have I spoken unto you. To you. That ye should not be offended. Jesus warned us these days were going to come. And they've they've been going on throughout time. We are spoiled in America. Because for years we've not had this type of persecution. But it's, it's coming. Uh, it's only a matter of time. But he says, They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that ye doeth God's service. And these things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Okay, so... They're going to do these things because they don't know God. Okay, But we do, so we're going to obey them no matter what. Revelation twelve ten. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even Their lives unto the death. Do you see that? Even though they died for their faith, the Bible says they overcame him. Overcoming is when you do not allow anything to cause you to sin. And even if that means you get thrown in jail, you get fired from your job, even if it means you die, you won. You overcame. And so Kim Davis, she did not win the victory when she got out of jail, she won the victory. When she got thrown into jail, and it still didn't stop her. And we need more people like that that are just going to do the right thing, no matter what. We're going to speak the truth, no matter what. We're going to we're going to do that around here. I don't. I really don't care. Uh, how, you know what they threaten us with. Uh, I'm going to obey God. Now I'm not going to wait until they. Make, I don't like these people that after they make a law, all of a sudden they decide I want to do right. I like Daniel who he prayed three times a day outside his house where everyone could see, and then they made the law. And you know what the Bible says? He just went and did as he did a four-time, just like he always did. He just continued along, didn't change his routine one bit. He just did what he knew he was supposed to do. And you know what? We're not changing our routine one bit. We're calling sin, sin, even if some of that sin is legal. Uh, We're going to say what the Bible has to say about it. And we're going to be overcomers. And in Revelation, I want us to look at some of these things. But in the book of Revelation, and we, I wish we had time to go through the whole two chapters. But you know, Jesus told all of them, to, you know, to him that overcometh. And there was rewards for overcoming. And we, there's some things that we need to overcome. Okay? Not, just, not just our crazy and you know, perverted government. But even in our own personal lives, there's things that we need to overcome. Okay, In the first church that he talked to, uh, the church of Ephesus, he said in verse 7, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And he tells that church that they had left their first love. They had put some things before God. And we've got to learn to do that. We've got to learn that, you know what? I'm not going to allow anything to come between me and God. I mean, we need to take these things serious, and it's not always easy. Okay, that's why it's called overcoming. We're getting over something. Some of you may have been in a track and field event, or maybe watched a track and field event in the past. And uh, and you know, can you imagine going maybe watching your your child or your grandchild? in a track and field event maybe they're doing the high hurdles they're supposed to jump the hurdles and they're running and they all of a sudden they get to that first hurdle and they just stop they they quit running and you know you're there cheering for them it's like hey you know what are you doing and they look at you and say you know what there's a hurdle in the way well what are you going to scream you know what you're going to scream you're going to scream jump over it get over it okay ah, it's supposed to be challenging it's supposed to be hard You've got to overcome it. It's not easy, but you just have to find a way to do it. And a lot of the things that God commanded us to do, they're not easy things. Some of them are are difficult, but you know what? That's why he said overcome. Overcome those things. It's very easy to put other things before God. It's easy to put yourself before God and to put possessions before God and, and everything That uh, whatever you're being challenged by and trying to put before God, it's going to be hard to get past that, but nowhere in the Bible did it ever say it'd be easy. You know what you need to do? You need to overcome, you know, overcome the fear of tribulation. Okay. Bible says, he that hath an ear to hear let it, uh, what the Spirit saith in the church is he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. He was talking to people that said, hey, there's going to be tribulation that's going to come your way. You're going to face difficulties. And you know what? We just It's easy to get scared of those things. It's easy to fear jail. It's easy to fear death. And you know, thank God, unlike many places in the world, we are not fearing death right now. But even if we were, even if there was the threat of death for doing the right thing, we're not supposed to fear that. We've got but that's hard. Yeah. And so you gotta overcome it. You gotta get over that. You know, many are disobedient because they fear persecution. Second Timothy three twelve, you know, talk about yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I mean that's a Bible promise right there. Just like for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, it says all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So, you know we need to expect it, and we shouldn't fear it. You know also, you know overcome the temptation to give up. There in Revelation uh, to the Church of Thyatira, you know he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, to him will I give power. Over the nations. He mentioned overcoming there too. And he was basically telling them just, you know, hold fast on what they had. Don't give up. And there may be many people today, you look and you're discouraged. It feels like, uh, you know, Christians are becoming fewer and farther between. It seems like, you know, more and more churches are just going along with the world and with the ways of the devil. And it's like, you know, is it worth taking a stand anymore? I feel all alone. And let me tell you something. When you. Take a stand for right. You overcome, even if you're all by yourself. Many people think you know you win the victory when everybody ends up, you know, going along with you and everybody stands with you. But you're a victor when you stand alone. You know, in all the Christian movies you see, you know, whenever you see somebody take a stand, uh, at the end of the movie. Everybody always ends up standing with him. All right? I mean, we, you probably saw God's Not Dead, and you saw the kid that took a stand in school, and he was all by himself. And, of course, at the end of this Christian movie, uh, at the end, everyone is standing with him. But understand, that's a movie, okay? And the truth is, he did, on that fictional story, he didn't overcome because everyone stood with him. okay? If that story would have ended with him still standing by himself and getting flunked out of his class, he would have been an overcomer. And you are an overcomer when you continue doing the right thing, even if you're all alone and no one follows you. It's easy to continue doing the right thing when everybody else is doing it, when you're winning everybody over. But there's going to be many times where you find yourself completely alone, but you're an overcomer because you did the right thing. But it's, a, it's always going to be a temptation to give up, and the Bible never said these things would, would be easy. It says in the Bible says in Galatians six nine, and let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Now why would we faint? Because we're tired, we're discouraged, we want to give up. It's not easy, but hey, hang on, overcome, don't faint you will reap. okay. And some of those rewards might not be till you get in heaven. But also, we need to overcome falling asleep. Um, the church in Sardis, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. That church there in Sardis, they needed to overcome falling asleep. And that's a very easy thing to do. Many Christians today are just asleep to what's going on. They do not realize that many, much of what we are seeing going on in the world today is Bible prophecy coming to pass. And when we, if, you, if you would wake up and see what's coming down the road, boy, I tell you, I think you'd probably take your Christianity a little more serious. But it's like most people, they just want to go back to sleep. They don't want to face what's coming they don't want to face the reality of what we're up against and they're thinking you know what i'm just going to ignore it and even now you might be uncomfortable me talking about what's coming down the road but folks we can't fall asleep to this there are some dark days that are coming our way and we've got to be ready for them and he wanted this church hey wake up you know in hebrews chapter 10 you know it tells us to consider one another to provoke unto love and good works and not to forsake the assembling as ourselves of ourselves, as a matter of some is. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, as we see Christ's return getting close, as we see what's coming down the road, it ought to cause us to wake up and it ought to cause us to try to do whatever we can to prepare ourselves. Make sure we're ready. Are, are you ready to take the stands that you need to? that you need to take a stand on. Do you know what the scriptures say? Because I'm going to tell you right now, many of the preachers that you're counting on, you know, that that you trust, we see in the Bible when these dark days come, they are going to cower. They are going to compromise. They're going to give in. They're going to go along with the devil, and you better know what the Bible says because we're seeing that more and more, we preachers they're just they're giving up and they're going along to get along. They are not overcoming; they're failing; uh, they're being defeated. Some of them, they have growing ministries; they have big churches; they're very popular. But as far as God's concerned, they have failed when they disobeyed, when they gave up, when they cowered. Don't do it. You know, overcome losing your crown. Says in the, uh, to the church in Philadelphia, "Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God." And he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. This church in Philadelphia, they were the one church that Jesus had nothing negative uh, to say anything about. I mean, they this was a church that was doing good. And he's like, you know, telling them just, hey, don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't let anyone take your crown. Do not lose that crown james 1 12 says blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life which the lord hath promised to them that love him listen there are people out there they don't want to see you succeed we have enemies out there we have people that are determined to put a stop to what we teach and what and uh, stop us from spreading the gospel And you know what? We've got to overcome that. We've just got to get over it. What if they start making more laws? We're going to have to overcome it. We we just have to do that. What if we get thrown in jail? Overcome. What if we die? Overcome. Don't give up. And then finally, the church in Laodicea overcome the temptation to get comfortable. You know, the Laodicean church, that reminds me of just American churches. The people there, they were comfortable. They were lukewarm. They said, you know, I, you know, I have need of nothing. But Jesus said, you're, you know, wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, you're naked. But boy, they, they thought, you know, we don't need anything. We're all good. And unfortunately, they weren't. They were probably one of the worst ones. And Jesus told them, to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. It's going to be very tempting, and it's very easy to just get comfortable, to just do what everyone else is doing, to take the easy road. But when you do that, understand you're not overcoming, you're failing, you're giving up. And we need overcomers today. Revelation 14, 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, "Right, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Folks, our rest is coming, but it's going to come when we're in heaven. In the meantime, we've got to get busy. We've got to stay strong. We've got to keep on fighting on. Don't give up. Folks, we need you in the battle to go out today and be an overcome. Thank you so much for listening.
0: I hope this was a help to you. Thank you for listening to the message this morning by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We hope you were blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's Holy Word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com or you can email them at libertybc2011 at ATT.net.